everyone, what an honor, what a privilege I have to be part of this announcement today. I, whoo, I am so excited for you all. I am, I am, I am, and I've known them for over 30 years now, my wife and I, the most wonderful, loving, integral pastors. Hang on to them, take care of them. I rejoice with you all. I really, really, really do. And what an honor to be here today. And worship team, don't go too far away, okay? Matter of fact, just get a, get a chair or something. Get a chair and just sit on down instead of going out there, okay? Because, you know, I used to work for a wonderful man of God. His name is Dr. Lester Sumrall. How many remember Dr. Lester Sumrall? three or four of you. James, you remember Dr. Lester somewhere. I used to work for the man. And uh, I tell you, one of the hardest men I ever worked for, but I tell you, I learned so much from that man. And one of the things he shared with me, he says, you know, John, uh, us preachers, we seem to have the tendency to preach until something happens. And if nothing happens, we just keep on preaching. And if nothing happens, we just keep on preaching and we bore the people. He says, what we should do is worship until something happens. This is the Bible way. Worship and praise him until something happens. And when you get up there, you just explain what has taken place in worship. Well, I'm kind of a visual type person. Most people are. And I, that's all I heard as we were, as we were, were you want to also have a seat or something? Or are you comfortable there? You know, I heard during our, matter of fact, I got here about, what, a quarter after nine this morning. And I walked into this place. Whoa! Oh, man, I just wanted to throw up my hands and begin to praise and worship God. Then I heard the Spirit of God said, Son, give me my, give me your highest praise. Give me your highest praise. Give me your highest praise. And I saw these stairs, and we're going to do this in a little bit. I saw these stairs. If there's the highest praise, if there's the highest praise, then there's got to be low praise. And then there's got to be praise that's kind of in between. You know what I'm talking about, David? Yeah. But our highest praise Give him our highest praise. And one of the words, of the, the, the song that we sang at the beginning, give him the highest praise, sing his praise out loud. Sing his praise out loud. Sing his praise out loud. Well, you say, Brother Tash, I'm just one of those low, low energy persons. You lie. There is no such thing as a low energy person. See, the typical person on Sunday morning, worshiping and praising God, then getting home watching the ball game. Now you know the difference. And by the way, my brother Paul, you blessed me so much. I was 
praising the Lord over there. And I turned around to have my eyes open. And I saw you with your precious daughter, with her hands. You actually had her hands like this, lifting up toward heaven. That's family worship. That blessed me so much, brother. And Sarah, I saw your daughter, because I was right over here. It blessed me. Sophia, that blessed me so much, Sarah. Here is Sarah, mom, lifting her hands up toward heaven. And I saw Sophia looking at mom. What is it? I saw, I saw your daughter looking at, looking at you and she was doing what mommy was doing. Now, does she understand everything that mommy does? No, but you are allowing mommy, you're allowing your daughter to go through the motions We allow our children, Paul, you allow your children to go through the motions like mommy and daddy. And guess what? Pretty soon the children will be doing what mommy and daddy does. Look at, look at me, daughter. Look at, look at daddy, son. Look at me as I worship God. I'm lifting up my hands and guess what your sons and daughters will be doing. Eventually you'll be seeing that like, like you did your daughter this morning what's taken us 35 40 45 years to learn and understand as we let allow the children to go through the motion guess what it's not going to take them that long five six years they will far surpass us because that's what the Bible says. Psalm 145 verse, verse 4. As chi- our children are arrows, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are our children. The thing that we need to understand about our children and an arrow is arrows go far beyond us. And that's exactly what is doing. And guess what? God is setting this up because you have done, you've been here what, a year and a half? You've done the best you could with what you've had. But starting in two weeks, there's going to be a nursery. And I saw your daughter when she's, when pastor made the announcement, there's going to be a nursery. She went, yeah, yeah, like this. I love it. There's going to be a children's rooms. Yes, Lori. Yes. There's going to be a place for the young people. Woo. God is setting all this up for you. Isn't that awesome? Now getting back to this, the worship song. Awake my soul and sing. Make his praise. Sing his praise out loud. You know where that comes from? That comes from Psalm 66 verse 8. Elizabeth Psalm 66, verse 8, King James Version. Make the voice of his praise be heard. Well, brother, I'm just a quiet worshiper. Uh Uh-uh. Praise. It's in the Bible. Praise has a voice. It's got to be heard, John. Praise has a voice. It's got to be heard. And if you're not hearing what's coming out of your mouth with your very own ears... It ain't praise. Because praise will always has a voice. If you study the book of Acts, 
the Acts of the Apostle, any time they were filled with the Holy Ghost, or there's the glory of God that came down upon them, there was always 100% something that came out of their mouth. A hymn, a psalm, a spiritual songs, speaking in tongues, there was always something that came out of their mouth. I will sing his praise out loud. I will make his praise heard. Praise has a voice. Praise has a voice. How am I doing, brother? How am I doing? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Praise has a voice. Oh, and that the other song we sang about honoring and seeking his face. Ooh, show me your face, God. Show me your face. I shared with the leaders yesterday, Isaiah chapter 41. It says, they that wait, Isaiah 40, 31, rather. Isaiah 40, 30. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Ooh, there's... Never a time when you praise him that you walk away from the presence of God not stronger. Never. But they that wait upon the Lord, the problem is most aren't waiting on the Lord. They're waiting on the manifestation. God, I need healing. God, I need more money. God, I need strength. Oh, God, I need peace. My Bible says when you wait on the Lord, when you seek his face, his hand of provision will be automatically open unto you. When we seek him, when we honor him, when we come into his presence and just say, God, I absolutely just give you I give you, I might start right here. I love what Kenneth Hagin used to say. He said, none of us start in the spirit when we worship God. We start, we start in the flesh. But you, you don't want to stay there. You don't want to stay down here in your praise. You want to move from where you are to eventually giving him the highest praise. It's there when God's super comes down on your natural. It's when you say, oh my God, you have been so good. Oh my God, you've been so faithful. And that's all you can do is just weep and cry and laugh in God's presence. Woo. And I love it when we're able to take, Lori, the children into the very throne room of God. But mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa, they need to be taught. I'm convinced. I am convinced. I've had the opportunity in just the past couple weeks of ministering and, and speaking at uh, two children's leaders conference one was in Gatlinburg Tennessee and the other one was in Tulsa here just this past Friday and I shared with hundreds of leaders children's leaders I said I'm convinced our children and our young people 
are not lethargic to the things of God. They're not complacent to the things of God. They are simply bored. They're not complacent. They're not lethargic to the things of God. They are simply bored. You know why? Because us adults have shown our teenagers and our young people a boring Christianity. And it's a sin. You got no passion. You got no joy. You can't see it. Not, not this church. But I've been to those other churches, Pastor Phil. I mean, you walk in and it's like, Hello, is anybody happy here? Does anyone have the joy of the Lord? Can anyone praise him? And you got to pump the people up on Sunday morning. Ever been to those churches? Us adults that call ourselves Christians, we interpret our deadness as maturity. We call it maturity. Oh, I'm mature now. You're dead dead oh my god and no wonder you've been hearing about what's taking place across the country haven't you at asbury and lee university in tennessee and Oral roberts university and other countries now thousands and thousands of people are coming to the lord jesus christ man this is the day that we've been praying for we sang about it this morning. Oh God, we're waiting for you to move. Oh God, we're waiting for you to move. I got news for you. God's already moving. He's waiting for us to move. Well, I'm just waiting for a revival to come to the church. Guess what? What'd you say, John? Be the revival. Say it again. Be the revival. Revival is not a place that you go to. I should look at every single one of you and you should be able to look at me and say, now there's revival. There's revival. When we come to church on Sunday morning, we should be able to look at each other. David and say, wow, when I get older, I want to be just like you. I'm talking, I'm talking about the joy of the Lord. I'm talking about the, see, we got, we've got to get to the place where we desire his presence more than his presence. Let me say that again. We've got to get to the place where we desire his presence more than his presence. Where we desire his face. Where we seek his face like we talked about, we sang about this morning. And then not just his hand. We've got to get to the place when we're just not on our feet when we worship him, but we are, we are, we are at his feet when we worship him, at his feet when we worship him. Oh yeah, yeah. How am I doing ladies? Doing okay? Yeah. Who glory. 
My Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 11, Sarah, Elizabeth, I told you I was going to take it easy on you this morning, but the NIV, the NIV, not slothful in business. Can you do it in the NIV if you've got the NIV? It says, never be lacking in zeal. Never be lacking, never be lacking in zeal. When you're 20, never be lacking in zeal. Right, ladies? When you're 30, anyone 30, 30-ish, never be lacking in zeal. When you're 40, anyone 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, do you have any 40, 40, 40? And never be lacking in zeal. Any 50s, 50s, around 50, you're not even raising your hand anymore. <laughs> never be lacking in zeal. When you're 60, Never be lacking in zeal. When you're 70, never be lacking in zeal. Oh, Ooh, wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, my dear Jesus. Oh, by the way, when I say the word attention, the first person that stands out, I'll let you go over there and get yourself. Pastor, go over there and get yourself two, three pieces of candy from the candy bowl. <laughs> Poke your neighbor in the ribs and say, you better be paying attention. You better be paying attention. Young man, come on down here. Get yourself three, four, four pieces of candy. Right, right back there. Right there, there. He was the first person that stood up. Okay. All right. Anyway. Oh, and when I say the two words, North Carolina, that's where my wife and I live. Uh, North Carolina. I'll let you go back there and get yourself a free key. I'm giving instructions. <laughs> I'll let you go back there. And self you help to one of anything I want back there in my product table. And then I've got, this is the... I'm a princess, my father's the king of kings, uh, t-shirt. Pastor, are you ready to catch that? And then this is my uh, Live Fearless t-shirt. 10 years ago, August 21st, two, uh, 2013, I was diagnosed with having kidney cancer. I don't know if you've ever had bad news before. But the devil was planning my funeral. This is my testimony. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Fear not, there's nothing to fear, son, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I, I will strengthen you. I will. Ten years later, guess what? I am cancer free. Yeah! See, the devil might, he might want to take you out. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. God is my strength. God is my healer. Oh, and this is uh, my God bless you t-shirt. A lot of times when Paul sneeze, or John sneeze. Bless you. That's what most people, that's what you, that's what you hear. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Listen, if you're going to bless me and I'm going to bless you, don't leave out the, the most important word. Hello, it's God. Everyone say God. Everyone say God bless you. Okay. Don't leave out the most important word. Wait, hey, John, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Hold us this, the back of this t-shirt. When you say God bless you, when you say God bless you, you are saying, no, you hold it too. Okay. I got hand motions here. Okay. Are you ready? This is what God bless you means. God makes you happy. Everybody. God makes you happy. God bless you, number one. I see a lady in the back row that's not doing the motions. I cannot believe it. We're going to have to start all over again. Are you ready? God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. God bless you, number two. God heals you from the top of the head to the soul. Brother James, are those motions? Okay, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it, get it, yeah. 
Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. God bless you, number two. God heals you from the top of the head to the soles of the feet. Where do my hands end up? Right by my pockets. What do you keep in your pockets? Valuable things, okay? God prospers you. God makes you happy. God heals you. God prospers you. God gives you divine favor. That means special attention. Special attention. Special attention. Special attention. Pastor Nicole, get yourself three pieces of candy. Sorry, Ellen, she beat you by a hair. Anyway, God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. God bless you, number two. God heals you. God bless you, number three. God prospers you. Did you just give that piece of candy? Did you give that box of dots out? Get yourself more candy. It is more blessed to give than to receive. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. God bless you, number two. God heals you. God bless you, number three. God prospers you. God bless you. God bless you, number four. God gives you divine favor. And God bless you, number five. God makes all your circumstances well. Whatever you're going through, guess what? Everything's going to be all right. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Everyone stand to your feet. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Oh, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Look at your neighbor and say everything's going to be all right. Last one in the seat's a rotten egg. All right. Are you ready? Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, get your get yourself some candy for being the teacher's helper today. Yeah. Hey, you're t- are you taking pictures of me? My hair look okay. Yeah. Took a while to get it all down this morning. Anyway, turn in your Bibles, turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Very, very, very um, uh, familiar verse. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding. Let's go King James Version, okay? Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Woo! One translation says it this way. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding super abundantly, far over, beyond your highest prayer, your wildest dreams, desires, hopes, thoughts, and expectations. Woo! We just had an announcement this morning. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. Woo! Glory. That's exciting. I mean... It brings, it brings you to tears, really, because God, this is far over, beyond our wildest dreams or expectations, what you're doing for Vision Church. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. If you can think it, it's probably not big enough. If you can think it, it's probably not God. Because my Bible says beyond what you could ever ask or think. See, God is a God of more. 
And according to this verse, he wants to give us more. And according to this, he wants to take us further than where we are right now. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. But part A, and usually when we hear this verse, we quote this verse, we never finish the verse. Why? Because we're so excited about part A. I mean, that is absolutely awesome. God will do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. But let's finish the verse. According to the power, according to the power that works in us. Woo! Now let me explain to you one of the Hebrew definitions of that word power is the word momentum. Now my brother, I don't know your name. What is your name? Your daughter sitting on your lap. Matt? Welcome, Matt. <clears throat> come on up. Two people got that. Matt, come on up here. Come on up here. Now, Matt, um, thanks for coming down here. You have no idea what you're about ready to get into. But you are, I am going to use Matt, and your daughter is absolutely loving it. Get, the, get your cell phone on and take pictures of this, what's about ready to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power. Another word for power, P-O-W-E-R, is the word momentum. Now let me explain to you by illustrating what momentum is all about. You are, how tall? 6'4". Six, 6'4", four. Six, four, um, how many pounds? 225. Is he right, wifey? About 225? 6'4", 225. 5'7", <clears throat> 165 pounds. Now, what I am going to do... Get ready, brother. Okay, Matt, get ready. I mean, plant your feet, get... All those muscles, okay? Because what I'm going to do, I am going to take this 165 pounds, five foot seven, and I am going to plow through this 225 pound, six foot four wall of muscle. Hey, stiffen up, stiffen up. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Okay, help me, everybody. Help me, help me, help me. Look at your daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your daughter's saying, plow them down, plow them down. Yeah, oh yeah, a little music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? I need your help, everybody. I need your help. 165 pounds, five foot seven. Stiffen up, here we go. Oh, my Lord. What am I lacking? 
What am I lacking? Momentum. Are you ready? Up on the screen, the monitor. The scientific equation for momentum is weight times speed equals momentum. I had the weight, 165 pounds, but I didn't have any speed. So I had no momentum. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the momentum, the power that works on the inside of every single one of us. And I'm going somewhere. Matter of fact, I've tried to make this message so simple that even us adults will understand it. Okay, 165 pounds, five foot seven, up against 225 pounds, a wall of muscle from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. I I wasn't able to go anywhere. Why? Because I was lacking momentum. I was lacking speed. I had the weight, but I didn't have speed. I didn't have action. Now, scientific equation is weight times speed. The spiritual equation is wait time speed. But let me break it down a little bit. The spiritual equation for momentum is weight. In the Hebrew language, another definition of the weight is the glory, is the presence of God. We sang about it, Zach. We sang about it this morning. The glory of God. I want to see your glory. I want to be in your presence. Weight, glory. The presence of God times speed. Action. Energy. Movement. Passion. Zeal. A hundred and sixty-five pounds of God's glory and God's presence. God's glory and God's presence. The weightiness of God. The presence of God. The glory of God will get you absolutely nowhere without... Gary? Without any action, without any movement. You can have the presence of God. You could feel goosebumps on Sunday morning. But when you leave church, guess what happens to the goosebumps? They're known. Fly. Is that what you were doing, my brother? Fly, fly away. Oh, glory. <laughs> yeah, it's your true. So, you know, the problem is the weight, the glory, the presence of God without some action, without some 
movement. Now, faith is always, always action activated. Faith is always action activated. You can have the glory, you can have the presence of God, but without any movement, energy, passion, action. You think I'm making this up. James chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. Faith without works is dead, being alone. Verse 18. Show me your faith. And I'll show you my faith with my works, with my action. That's why we got so many people in our churches that are spiritually constipated. You could have praise and worship like we had this morning and people just sit there like a bump and a log. They come in. And they go out the same way they came in. And they pat themselves on the back and they say, well, I, went, I did my religious duty. You know what my definition of religion is? A heavenly way to go to hell. And we, kids, I'm not swearing. That's a real place. See, you know what religion is? It's God, man. It's, God, it's man trying to reach God. You know what Christianity is? It's God reaching down to us. But you look at Christianity... Just take the word itself, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, and I have C-H-R-I-S-T in my H-E-A-R-T, and I will, L-I-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-I-Y, I am a C, I am a C-H, I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, and I have C-H-R-I-S-T. You know it, brother, don't you? Stand up, you know this song. Woo! What's your name? Jason. Jason. I am a C. I am a C-H, I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. Yeehaw! And I have C-H-R-I-S-T in my H-E-A-R-T and I will L-I-V-E-E-T-R-N-I-L-I-Y. I am a C. I am a C-H. Yeah! I love it, brother! Yeah! Woo! Hey, do you know this one? Jason, stand back up. Come on down. Yeah, yeah. Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? You lie. You know that one. Get down here. Get down here. Okay, are you ready? Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Hee-haw! Okay, you do the hee-haw. Ready? Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yee-haw! Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yee-haw! On a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday, it's grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yee-haw! Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yee-haw! Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yee-haw! On a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Are you ready? All in one breath. Ready? Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yeehaw! Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yeehaw! On a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You know the days of the week, don't you? On a Monday. How about this? In January, February, March, and April, May, and June, July, and August, September, October, November, December. In January, February, March, and April, May, and June, July, and August. <clears throat> Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yeehaw! <clears throat> that was... <laughs> yeah. Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yeehaw! Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Hey! Matt, come on over here. Help us. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yeehaw! Ain't it grand to be a Christian? Ain't it grand? Yeehaw! On a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, in January, February, March, April, May, and June, July, and August, September, October. Let's give them a great big hand, everybody. Don't go anywhere. The pre- Jason, come on down, get you some candy. Get enough for the entire family. Let's give them a great big head. See, the presence of God will get you nowhere without action. You could feel Holy Ghost goosebumps and say, oh, wow, Pastor, what a great service that was, and walk out and not be changed. Number one, if you don't have momentum, you will not go anywhere. If you don't have momentum, you will not go anywhere. You are going to be so frustrated in your Christian walking with God if you don't have any momentum. How many have ever heard the expression, I'm on a roll? I'm on a roll. That means get out of your way. Don't try to stop me. I am on a roll. That means you're getting some things accomplished. I'm on a roll. Don't even think about stopping me. If you don't have momentum, you will not go anywhere. Let me tell you how this works. You read your Bible on Sunday. You read your Bible on Monday. You read your Bible on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And you read your Bible on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You read your Bible on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? You've got momentum. You've got action. Oh, you praise the Lord. On Sunday morning, you praise him on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday. You come to church on Sunday. You don't have to be pumped up. You praise him on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. When you come to church on Sunday, you don't have to be pumped up. Why? You've got momentum. You're doing something on a consistent basis. Let me tell you another example. Come tithes and offering time. Every time the bucket is passed, I've got something to give. Let me tell you how this doesn't work. You give today. Skip two, three, four, skip a month. You read your Bible on Monday. Skip Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You praise the Lord on Sunday, but don't praise him until the next Sunday you come show up. What are you missing? Momentum. You ain't got no momentum. And then you wonder why. 
When the cares of the world and the, ba- the, 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 and the, the battles come, you don't, you're not strong enough. Why? You've got no consistency. You've got no momentum. You're up against, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, and then you come to the pastor, oh pastor, would you lay hands on me? Lay hands on me. Would you, would you just, I know if you just lay hands on me, it'll all be better. This is what I learned from Dr. Summerall. He says, you can't cast out flesh. You can't cast out flesh. You know how you die to the flesh? Stop feeding it. Stop giving your flesh permission to be miserable. And stop giving your flesh permission to come to church on Sunday morning and standing there like a bump on a log during praise and worship. You die to that flesh. Who do you feel like it? Lori, do you feel like every Sunday morning when you have to drive an hour to minister to these darling children, do you have all the energy that you need? You step into it. Sometimes you got to do it by faith. And sometimes you got to fake it until you make it. Sometimes you don't want to give that person a smile because you want to dump every bit of garbage on him on Sunday morning. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord. Let us exalt his name together from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord is to be praised. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increasing in God, even our God. When does that happen? When does God begin to bless his people? When we put, when we put weight and multiply. Go ahead and put that back up there. The science, the, the spiritual equation. When you take the glory, the presence of God, something that you do on a consistent, regular basis, and you multiply it by f- some action. Number two, are you getting anything? If you don't have momentum, you will not go to the next level. If you don't have momentum in your, in your, in your life, you will never ever go to the next level. It's what the Bible calls, whew, let us not be weary, Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Interesting what those two words, faint not, mean. To become motionless. That's the first thing the devil, I mean, one of the, the primary things that the devil wants to hit every single one of us with is discouragement, brother. 
I've been believing God how many years? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, he wants you to become motionless in your spiritual walk. Because if he can, if he can get you to be motionless in your spiritual walk, you become paralyzed. No movement. No movement. Number three. When you meet the enemy, you must have more momentum than he. If you don't, every time he hits you, it's major. Let me read that again. When you meet the enemy, okay, we'll just say Matt's the brick wall. He's the enemy, okay? When you meet the enemy, you must have more momentum than he. If you don't, every time he hits you, it's major. Now, Matt, I'm going to ask you to do something, okay? I want you to take your, one, your 225 pounds, your six foot four height, and I want you to plow into me. Now, wait, 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 wait. Let me say it again. When you meet the enemy, if you don't have more momentum than he, every time he hits you, it's major. (laughs) Brother, I wish that's what it was like when the devil hits you with something. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do it again, okay? <clears throat> and if he hurts me, you're laughing. You're laughing at your day. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll just have you pray for me, okay? When you meet the enemy, if you don't have more momentum than he, every time he hits you, it's major. have more momentum than he every time do it again oh my lord fear pastor what are we gonna do what are we gonna do the fear i lost my job i don't know where the money's gonna come from i don't know how they're gonna feed the kids oh my god fear if you and i don't have more momentum than the enemy every time he hits you it's gonna be major Mm. You ready for this? Come on over here, brother. Number four. You probably can't read my writing, so I'll say it out loud. Look at it, brother. The more momentum that you have, the greater the displacement. Ellen, you know where I'm going with this. The more momentum, the greater the displacement. (laughs) 
The more momentum, the greater the displacement. Now, Gary, I was getting hurt with this 225-pound wall of muscle. What was I missing, my brother? I was missing momentum. I didn't have any momentum here. The greater the momentum, the greater the displacement. Hey, Gary, you might want to move that bucket of that bowl of candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Jason, Jason and Gary, um, both of you men stand over there so he, so he doesn't go through that brick wall. That'll hurt. And catch him if you come. Yeah, 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 catch him. Oh, man, your kids are loving. The, look at that. They're at the edge of their seat, my brother. They haven't seen this. At, oh, look at them. Yes, we've got people cheering. they got people cheering. we got people cheering. Yes. Do I have anyone on this side? Come on. Come on. I'm going to tell you something. I'm tired of people saying they're living a dull, defeated, powerless Christianity. Pick yourself back up. Get yourself in a consistent walk with God. Reading your Bible. Praising the Lord. Giving on a regular basis. Service. Serving in the body of Christ. Serving in the church. Take this momentum that you had, that all of you have heard about this morning, about you moving into this new facility in two weeks. You've got momentum now. You've, don't you ever go back and become stagnant. I remember my wife and I years ago, Almost 50 years of being married. I remember when I used to work for Dr. Lester Summerall. We lived in South Bend, Indiana. We were only an hour and a half away from the O'Hare restaurant, um, O'Hare Airport. And my wife and I, we had both of us, we dreamed of going to other nations, flying and traveling. You know what we did? We had nothing. We had nothing. We had no money. But you know what we did? We drove to the O'Hare restaurant. This is before the days of screening and the, you know, all the things that we have to go through to get in. And we would sit and watch people, just watch people coming in and out of the gates and boarding the plane and getting off the plane. And my wife and I would say years and years ago, someday we will be traveling. Someday we will be going to the nations of the world. 28 different nations later, guess what? But we started somewhere. I remember, I remember just believing God. We lived in a 1,200 square foot house. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh God, oh God, we got ourselves. You know what we would used to do in Tulsa, Oklahoma? We would get into our car and we'd go to South Tulsa. Go to the nicest houses that we could find. And we travel. One of these days, we're going to have a house like this. One of these days, we're going to have a house like this. And guess what? We are living in a 1893 Victorian home in North Carolina. Preston, you got a t-shirt or, or jewelry. I got jewelry back there. 
Anything you want, take one of anything you want after the service. Good job, Preston. James, uh, you were just a hair away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Anyway, what am I, why am I telling you these stories? I mean, what is a goal? A goal is a dream with a deadline. A goal is a dream with a deadline. When we, you took me to a restaurant last night, what did you do? I mean, whoa, you took me by property. You just drove me by the, this is what we're believing God for. Whoa, glory. Putting your faith into action. Now, church, if you don't watch it, you go into this new facility and you, there's going to be a tendency. Whoo! We don't have to set up at 6 o'clock in the morning. We don't have to te tear down. And it, there's a tendency just to sit back and get comfortable. Don't you ever get that way. I love what you're doing. You want to go on a mission trip? By the way, this would be our 22nd year going to the Navajo Nation. Maybe God said to you, and it's been a desire of your heart to go on a mission trip. I invite you to come with us. We had a team last year that went. So what are you doing? If God told you, if God told you years ago, you have a desire on the, on the inside of you to go on a mission trip, what are you doing? What are you doing in preparation? You know how... We went on our first mission trips over 30 years. We, we've been on over 100 mission trips, my wife and I. You know how we started? By saving our pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters. That was our act of faith. That was our momentum. That was our momentum. We didn't have the money in the bank, but every time I got change in my hand, it went into our missions jar. You know, after about six, seven, eight months... I counted the money that was in that missions jar, brother. Guess what? I had enough money for my entire trip. Put your faith into action. You say you have faith, show me your works. Because faith without works is dead. Hmm. Get ready, man. Get ready. I'm just giving... I'm just giving our brother, our dear brother, Matt, time to pray. Okay? The more momentum, the greater the displacement. The more momentum, the greater the displacement. Now, you saw what Matt can do when he was just two feet away from me. Can you imagine what Matt would be able to do if he backed himself up along that brick wall and charged, to charged toward me, <laughs> but it's going to be the opposite because I'm tired of the devil doing that to God's people. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being around people that call themselves Christians. They've got no joy. They've got no passion. They've got no energy. They've got no zeal. The greater the momentum, the greater the displacement. You know what Matt is thinking right now? It's what the devil thinks when he sees you moving 
Ah, he's retreating. He's retreating. He's retreating. Ha, ha, ha. I got him. I got him. I got him. That's what he's thinking. I ain't retreating, brother. Because I know I couldn't get you very far with my 165 pounds. But if I can take my 165 pounds, the glory, the presence of God that I get seven days a week from being in his presence and I can multiply it by some action, by some energy, by some movement, I couldn't go very far when I was here. Get ready, worship team, because we're going to go somewhere. But if I can multiply, James, are you helping me, brother, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can take the same 165 pounds, Lori, that I had there, the same 165 pounds, now multiply it by some action. Multiply it by some energy. Multiply it by some movement. So many people, they are spiritually constipated. No movement, no flow. Ever been around a constipated person? What makes them constipated? There's a lot going in, but nothing coming out. A lot going in, but nothing coming out. A lot coming in, but nothing. Okay, there's no flow. There's no flow. There's no movement. And you wonder why you're so miserable. I'm preaching to the choir this morning. <sighs> Kids, are you ready? Oh! What's your name, sweetheart? Kate? Kate? You were clapping. Are you clapping at me or are you clapping at your dad going down? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the 165 pounds that wasn't getting me anywhere over there. Why? Because my God shall do exceeding abundantly above all that I ever ask or think according to the power, the speed, the movement, the action. You're going down, brother. You are going down. Lori, hold this microphone. Okay, got it, got it. of momentum can you imagine what would happen in this house if every one of you went back about 10 15 30 feet every one of you went from your normal praise on Sunday morning. By the way, no one is attracted to normal, not even God. When you take your normal praise that you do on Sunday morning and you begin to, you begin to, 
elevate your praise. You begin to get it louder. You begin to get it higher. Oh, can you imagine what would take place? You'd have all the money that you need to purchase that land. Boom, just like that. Momentum, momentum, momentum. Now, Pastor, can you move this for me over there? Because, oh, I better take the water. Any coaches in the house? Any coaches in the house? Oh, well, you've seen it. If I was a coach, Gary, you're a coach? Come on up here, you're not a coach, but come on. Okay, you got a team of young people, young boys, teenagers, okay? And man, you're 20 points ahead of me with 10 minutes left in the ball game. But my boys, my boys are not gonna give up. So I say to my boys, come on boys, come on boys, we can win this game, we can win this game. Five minutes left in the game. The lead has been cut down to eight points. It used to be 20. Three minutes left in the game. My boys are making bucket after bucket after bucket. Three pointers. With one minute left in the game. The score now is you're only leading by two points. What are you going to do? You are going to call a out why because you want to what what you want to win but you want to stop my momentum my boys the momentum you called that time out not necessarily for your boys sake you taught you called that time out because you wanted to stop that momentum that my boys had because you know if you didn't stop that momentum, we would win the game.